0: Ladies and gentlemen,
1: the gentlemen of Box Box Box, myself Tarouche, himself Cheyenne, and himself Karun, have just come back from Montreal. Their first live Grand Prix all together, and wow, wow, wow! Was it a great weekend to be out there? We had it all. We had wet. We had dry. We had a mixed-up grid. We had overtakes. Gentlemen, give me your three adjectives for the weekend. Karun, hit it up. Oh. Wow. Or, or not three adjectives, <laughs> yeah, it's but three
2: words awesome. about the three weekend. Words. Okay, okay, okay. Much better, much better. And if to you too. want, I can, I can kick oh, us off here.
0: Absolutely electric live.
2: Okay,
1: I can follow Top. it up with saying, we were there. <laughs> Mr. Roy Chaudhry? Top three weekend. Top three life. weekend, okay. In my life. I love it, I love it. As you can tell, it was a very, very special weekend for us and we enjoyed it greatly. Ladies and gentlemen, Max Verstappen. What another thing. dominant, dominant win. I forget the win. Another dominant qualifying. I mean, I run out of superlatives for this guy. Can we just talk about he, he couldn't he couldn't put a step he
2: couldn't put a foot wrong this this weekend. Start to finish.
0: Utter, if- utter perfection.
2: If you think about it also. Carlos had fresh tires after the the late VSC and he still kept Carlos behind him. Incredible racing those last couple of laps as well. I I commend the guy.
0: Honestly, thank God for that safety car because it made the last like 15 laps of that race just so much fun to watch. Exciting.
1: Well, okay. Since you've already brought it up, my question to you we saw how dominant Max is, we know what a wonderful driver that Carlos is. My question is, if it was Charles in Carlos's place, would Charles, would would he have made a move stick and taken P1 and the victory?
2: Easily. I do think so. He's been very competitive with Max throughout the season. Sure, the Red Bulls have been developing at an unreal rate. Uh, but I do think Charles has a, a, a level of performance above Carlos. And I do think at some point there would have been some going back and forth, whether it's late breaking, as we saw tons from Charles this weekend. You know, sitting at the hairpin, we were able to see him break late into that turn so many times. Um, you know, I think if you just played it a little bit smarter, Carlos, if you'd played a little bit smarter, built up that lead, and then set it up for those corners where he could break a little bit later or 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 such, um, he he could have had the pass. You
1: bring up the right point because where it went wrong for Carlos was the hairpin. He he was locking up a little bit, he was going in too deep. he didn't dive bomb maybe when he could have. I don't know, Karun, you were going to jump in there. Go ahead.
0: I think it's a little bit easy to say that about Charles because Charles wasn't involved. Like, he had no way of being involved. And, like, I, I really don't think it would have made a difference if Charles was the one chasing or not. I think it would have been more competitive, but I do think that Max was just on it this weekend. Like, Max was racing unbelievably. Like, it's not like Carlos didn't pressure him, right? Carl, there were many times where Carlos was in the DRS striking range, like, he was attacking. Sure, his attacks didn't stick, like we noticed because he locked up in the hairpin. But like I don't really know what other turns he could have really attacked on because the Red Bull's always gonna beat them on straight line speed. And this track is made for cars that excel in straight line speed, right? Like I, I don't sure, Charles might have done something, but that's easy to say as a hypothetical. Like this this track was made for Red Bull to some extent, right? It has two very long straights.
2: And one so here say
0: before I want Tourush's opinion, which is this.
2: Track is very similar to the Baku track in terms of the long straights and some of the tight corners, right? So we saw that it was a track that fitted the Red Bull pretty well. Similar expectations from Montreal, but Tarouche.
1: My, my only point was, is going to be that the Ferrari was the faster car on the weekend. Everyone knew it. Max said it in the post race comments. Carlos said it. Everyone knew Matteo Bonato. It was a faster car. The issue was, it was a faster car by maybe three or two or three tenths per lap. Now, what Carlos kept saying is that he needed a half a second point six per lap to overtake the red bull i I just think with the tire differential after the late safety car i I do think that Charles would have put it with a dive bomb or something responsibly in those one or two laps where he had a major tire differential and had that freshness to overtake him, say into the hairpin say. Well, the thing is, you don't have DRS after a safety car for the first two laps, so it, it, it's tough to say. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going, I'm going back and forth in my mind so about this now. But to me, I think false Charles false. would have taken advantage of having that tire differential and made the move stick in the first three, four laps of the safety
0: car. Okay, you answered my question. It's like it Carlos's mistake was waiting too long. Is, is that no, is no, that no? Kind of
1: the... It had so, like, to be made in the first three, four laps. After that, even with <clears> DRS. <throat> Max was settled into rhythm, understood where the car was quicker, and would have positioned himself too well to 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 exit beautifully and then take the straight ahead, even despite yeah. DRS.
2: Carlos's lockup was later on in that stint, right? Later on in like yeah, the 10 Yeah, it, it, it was like, right? like last 68, eight nine
1: laps. 67. Yeah, yeah. No,
2: yeah,
0: it was later than
1: that. I feel a- eight nine laps in the safety car, which would equal oh, okay. whatever. you Yeah, were yeah. Saying, I think it,
2: like it was like the 66. last two <laughs> three laps, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, it was a desperation play. Exactly.
1: So Carlos could not take his inaugural Grand Prix victory in Canada 2022. My one and only very, very difficult question to you gents is there has been six drivers in history to take their inaugural Grand Prix victory in Canada. (laughs) Name those six drivers and let me qualify this by saying I could only find four of them. I just kept hearing throughout the weekend six, six, six. I could only find four names. Sebastian Vettel. I will, I will qualify this by saying there's two currently on the grid right now. Charles Leclerc. No, that was come on, that was Spa. Michael Schumacher. No, no that was Spa as well. Seb. No.
0: Max Verstappen. No. Fernando. That would have been Spain. No. This is this is the first time winning. Fernando.
1: No, that I don't know where that would have been. <clears throat> I want to say Malaysia or China. Jensen, no, but Jensen had that electric wet race run in mm-hmm. twenty eleven. I think it was mm-hmm. twenty twelve. He was Jensen's teammate at one point.
0: The
1: oh, uh, two thousand seven. His debut season. Oh, he, got, uh, he, uh, got, he got piped to the seat to the season victory by Kimi Raikkonen by one point. Nico? He was the name McLaren?
0: Nico?
1: 07. Lewis Hamilton? Lewis Hamilton? Oh, we said that's, Lewis. That's one for Karun.
2: All right, all right, all right. Damon Hill?
1: No. I don't know where Damon's first victory was.
2: Mark Weber? No. So. Danny? No. Danny Rick? No. Talk, Chayo! Let's go! Chayo!
1: Chayo! Chayo!
2: Okay, okay. Well, one a piece. one a piece. Okay, uh, boys. The hint see.
1: for the next one. So we hit
2: the two. We hit the two that are currently on the on the grid.
1: Correct. The next one had a very bad crash in 08 after he took his inaugural win.
2: Oh, oh shoot!
1: And had to take a sideline from racing for a while. What is his name? Until he returned,
2: Just don't give him any more information. Kubica. 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 Oh, God, I'm so mad. Oh. And uh. so, boys, the last
1: one. So difficult. I don't even know any of his teammates. Give us a, give us a year
2: like year range.
0: Like yeah, what range was this in? Was this, okay. like the '60s? Uh, I don't know he, there from
1: that. He, he, He's a French driver who, who drove for a Ferrari for uh, much of his career. Um, oh, um, it's his only win, like Kubica, in uh, Formula One.
0: Uh, he also uh, drove uh, for Bet what? Villeneuve—that's just a French Bro. name.
1: Both of them. Ha- <laughs> both of think- them had a.
2: Nelson look. Piquet.
1: First of all, they were Canadian. Nelson
0: Piquet. But they were—they were from
1: Montreal.
2: Bro, I'm just saying French names at this point. Nelson Piquet. That's Brazilian, and no. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Piquet is a very French name.
1: Um. Alain Prost. No, but I think he was his teammate.
2: <laughs> what year? Uh, That's the only other French driver. was a year range?
1: he—he uh, he also he—he he drove for Prost Grand Prix Racing. Uh, and his, his teammate was, um, I, I don't know, Heinz-Hald Frensen. He then joined uh, Jordan. He, he drove during the 90s for the majority of his career. He, he was Michael Schumacher's teammate at Benetton for a Red while. D- John Alessi. John, Lussie.
2: John-, Lussie. <laughs> John. <laughs> was Two for two, so we're tied two apiece. It was Jean alesi Yes. Wait, so then how do we know, how do you know the last two? There's no way it's done, right?
1: I Googled everything. First win at Canadian Grand Prix. First win. Uh, yeah, I Googled everything. Hey, if you can find them, then let me know and you'll win bonus points. Um, but yes, that Carlos could have added his name to the list this weekend, mm-hmm. but alas, you could not. I guess if I had prepped more, a good question would have been which world champions have crashed into the wall of champions. But um, unfortunately, I did not prep that uh, off the top of <laughs> my head. I know Jensen did. Uh, anyways, I would
2: just run through the list of world champions at that point. Yeah.
1: Um, okay. We've we have discussed Max and his electric pace and the fact that no one could best him on this day. And Carlos with a fantastic P2, despite the fact that if he was Charles, he could have perhaps taken P1. Next up, my boy, Sir Lewis. To see him podium live is a true honor. Um, but let's talk about the Mercedes pace. And there's a lot going on about the paddock about how you know they changed their uh, floor illegally, and there's a new uh, you know with all the new regulation around the ride height, etc. Despite all that, Mercedes was able to try find some pace despite Lewis Hamilton's Friday pace where he had none. Um, this bodes well for Silverstone. Thoughts on Mercedes?
0: I, I think they're fantastic given, like, their positioning, their qualifying. They really took advantage of the wets. You could really see when we were there, like, the absolute, like, the, like, the performance gap between, like, them and the Ferraris and the, and the Red Bulls. Like, it was, like, visibly, like, there. But I, I, think, I think they're making great progress. So happy for Lewis, uh, finally, podiuming again, like, where he belongs. Um, but yeah, I I mean, I I don't really know, man. Like, I I think there's gonna be like a big political battle over the next few weeks between Rari and uh, Red Bull on one side and Mercedes on the other, because Mercedes, I think is the best team at developing their car throughout the year i think they have like the best development like
1: resources money brains. i think it's just a
0: framework yeah i think it's just like they have a great Leadership. framework for developing their cars yeah and like I, I think they have the potential to like actually start applying pressure to those two and they're going to use like every political weapon at their arsenal to like prevent that so i think it's gonna be a really interesting like christian horner a few weeks um so i'm really excited for those media clips <laughs>
2: I, mean, I will also say like seeing George jump on the slicks during Q3 was absolutely electric. Like that was, I just love seeing that fight out of the team. Like I honestly did not, I, I thought Mercedes would be one of the last teams to put a driver on slicks there, let alone be the only team to put a driver on slicks in Q3. I absolutely loved it. I loved that George, even though he had a little bit of a, you know, a fender bender going around the first lap, he, he stuck to it. He tried it again. It was very exciting for me. And I, it's, it's brought back that thrill of Mercedes to the point, and I, I think the story of Mercedes is crazy, right? I love it. Like it's they, the turbo hybrid era was was pretty much purely Mercedes. Red Bull worked up to it. Now Mercedes is the underdog all of a sudden. And um, we're starting to see some, you know, out there strategies from these drivers. We're seeing them podium build up again. We're seeing I mean, the dog in them. Uh, absolutely. I mean, this is what yeah. Lewis was looking for, right? Like he, he was hungry after last year, right? This year, I feel like this podium by itself has driven so much hunger into him. Like, if he was, if there was any kind of contemplation of whether Lewis was going to stay for a couple more years or not, I think this weekend by itself might have solidified at least another year for him. Because he, the thrill of a podium is is unmatched, right? Especially after we've been struggling all year. The car's developing tremendously. The team is is so cohesive. It's a great setup. And I, you know, all I want to see this year is uh, a Mercedes be in the top three of the the F1 drivers championship standings. That's all.
1: And you could see it when he podiumed. He was like, in, in the post race comments and interviews, he was like, man, this feels amazing. Like, especially this is the first, <clears throat> this is where I won my inaugural Grand Prix. And now to be back in the podium in a tough year for us, this means a lot to me. And I want to see my team fight. And I'm going to fight, which mm-hmm. was just incredible to see. Because I know he's been down, he's been with the experimental car for most of this season. But everyone knows that this guy's a fighter. And my God, he'll bring it to the table. And I also saw some, like, not interesting, kind of, like, obvious comments from Nico, but I love that people that he's reinforcing it for the people who are saying Lewis is going to give up. He's going to exit Formula 1. Mm-hmm. That Lewis, God hates coming second to his teammate. And that's only, again, happened to twice, and he's tied once in his 15-, 16-year Formula 1 career. This guy does not lose. And despite you know George being the newcomer, they don't have a competitive car. Oh, they don't have a championship-winning car. So Lewis doesn't really care. That's not true. And that's really just for people who just just started watching this. But mm-hmm. Lewis, mm-hmm. Lewis got that dog in him. Absolutely. And I want people to know that. <laughs> that man okay? said
2: woof.
1: Yeah, that man said. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Yo, I will also say this right. Like uh, George, right now. Oh, George also like got
1: that dog in him. But yeah, go oh, ahead. Oh, easily.
2: But he's got about he's sixty points behind Max sure that's, that's a pretty decent gap right he's 15 points behind charles he's like uh, 19 points by, or, 15, or 18 points behind sergio he's right there dude they have given themselves a consistent enough car throughout the early parts of the season for me to have a lot of confidence in that team we see ferrari who comes out the gates blazing reliability problems we see red bull coming out the blades coming out the gates not so great having reliability problems both of their teams had their fair share of reliability problems Mercedes did exactly what their game plan was from day one, when they knew their car wasn't competitive, which is we need to be consistent. We need to just gain the points. We need to get the craft. We need to understand what we have to improve about our car. Finishing every race and having a great, like a, having great performance so that they're in what P4 and P6 went right out in the driver's championship. Incredible out of Mercedes. And I have never been so amped up for an underdog as I have been for Mercedes at this point.
1: And George says it at every interview is like, well, the boys have given me reliability. It's a little
2: shot. It's a little
1: dig at the engineers at Red Bull and Ferrari <laughs> because he's taken that reliability and outperformed it. Mm-hmm. And and that's what you love to see. And that's why this championship is going to be very interesting. But more so, like Mercedes kind of have validated they made the right decision as much as I love Valtteri. George, George is very much the future of that franchise, and he's doing wonderfully in that car. I did have a
0: question. He has waited for this moment, though. Right? 100% like, yeah. he has earned this moment. He outperformed and he's lived Williams. up to every he, expectation. He's
1: outperformed his F2 days. Like, he's, he's outperformed every it. category.
2: He's learning from one of the best in the sport, arguably the best in the sport ever, from Lewis. And he's Lewis is, he's, I think, humble enough and also like in a non-championship competitive car exactly i think he has the foresight enough to be like yeah okay george is the future and i have the opportunity to sculpt someone who will be the next lewis hamilton
0: yeah lewis said lewis said he'll be great at defending people for me from behind next year wow (laughs) (laughs) i gotta train him now (laughs) that's i'm training him now so that he can bend him off really well next year for me
1: that's great insight (laughs) and i very much agree with that (laughs) you brought up political games earlier and i want i have a question they these guys are masterminds of the political game as well out of toto and christian quite frankly i can't put matia up there uh he's not head to head
0: political games who wins damn um i don't know they have such different styles of like getting what they exactly, want exactly like, right horner horner's just so brazen and loud whereas like Toto's, like, very calculated and, like, precise, like... So is Horner the like Republican? I was, I was just going to ask you, who's, who's the Who's the donkey? Like, a blunt instrument that's very effective, though. Okay, you know okay. I, is he a Republican? <laughs> <That's laughs> I'm right. sorry.
2: I'm not touching that. <laughs> I was literally about to ask that. You know, that's so funny. I was going to say, who is the elephant? Who is the donkey? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's man. a fair point,
1: but uh know. quite frankly, either of those guys... I think Horner's a much more better president of a country than anyone we have. If that, if that
0: matters, <laughs> I think Horner's far more entertaining. Like, yeah.
1: Uh, oh, again, yeah, and the like people get upset better. that he's so entertaining. And I'm just yeah. like, Come on. he's an entertainer. He knows what he's doing. He knows what he's saying. He's a snake. He owns yeah. it. How do you think he also, got Gary Horner
2: listen, by this, being I'm, sly and cunning? I, I might be being silly here and just like overthinking it, but like he's a part of a brand, Red Bull, right? Which is built on this. Right? They're, they're built on fun, enthusiasm, and just Marketing. like- Exactly. So I feel like he is a perfect fit. I feel like both of them, honestly, have found teams that are a perfect fit for
0: their persona. Also, like, they're both just like unreal at what they do. Like, they both built these teams from like in, into championship caliber teams from, uh, I'm not going to say nothing, but from not much, right? Like, they
1: are very. I, I would say Christian Horner built it from a little bit less. Like, when yeah. he, th- when the Red Bull took over Jaguar, they were really nowhere. At least when like Toto took Mercedes off Ross Brawn and the man, they were like at least podiuming. Um, but yeah, there nothing but respect for both those gents. We do have to move on to Charles Leclerc's, uh recovery drive. Brief words on him. I, I don't know if you guys listened to F1 Nation uh, recently. Okay, they it it was uh, Jacques Villeneuve was on it, and he was really just. Uh, pooping on everyone he was like really? oh yeah charles had a good drive but he could have done better he was like oh carlos had a good drive but he could have won um what do you say very, about max? very blunt man yeah <laughs> i mean no he couldn't say anything about max because <laughs> max is a champion yeah. and won the yeah. race uh but yeah charles recovery drive to p5 from p19 aided by you know he had the good luck and good roll of dice with the safety cars good drive i don't know I will say
2: I I'll I will say this one thing. So Charles undeniably is my favorite driver on the grid. For me as an actual attendee of the race, seeing him actually make passes, seeing him consistently outperform the rest of the grid, was enthralling, exhilarating because you've seen throughout the rest of the races this season, the previous races this season, it's always been, uh, you know, we're on a different strategy than Red Bull. You'll pretty much see them in two different races and finally come to terms like the last couple of laps, right? I think just from a pure, talent perspective from a pure viewership perspective. It was so entertaining to watch him break late into 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 the hairpin time after time after time, take over so many people. So same with George. Oh yeah. And and George, yeah. So yeah, that's 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 my thoughts. I think it was a very entertaining race. Uh decent pretty good recovery, a very good
0: recovery, honestly. And um, yeah. Seconded basically. I, I think Charles did as well as you could have hoped that he could have done. He took what 14 places? like
1: uh, 14 yep that,
0: that's yeah i understand they wanted p4 but he did fantastic he did get stuck behind alcon for a little bit but what can you do
1: then that's that's what kind of Villeneuve called out in the podcast was get it done you know at all costs get it done
0: <laughs> and what uh, risk crashing out no,
1: hey these guys didn't have drs in their days okay so i'm not taking his word literally but he was an f1 champion and yeah. he knows what it takes to get done. So I'm not discounting what he says. At the same time, don't forget, Lewis was in P20 at Brazil, recovered to P5, then got dropped to P10 and then won the race. Don't forget in Russia, maybe aided by the rain, Max drove from the back of the grid to P2. Charles did it from P90 to P5. It, champions versus non-champions? I don't know. I don't want to discredit what he did today. I'm just okay. stating some facts. But
2: there, but there are some extenuating circumstances for those other races, right? Like this is, uh, this is what really was pretty...
1: extenuating about Brazil. I don't yeah. know how many safety cars. That was there just Lewis
2: being Lewis. <laughs> no, <laughs> extenuating being the rain, right? So for Russia, that cause... was
0: on Saturday, man. Oh. Well, you mean here in Montreal, or you mean for? No, I thought
2: it, I thought it rained in Brazil. No.
0: Oh n- no no that was a, I'm pretty sure that no. was dry.
2: I think you might be thinking of Turkey. Was was all crazy. My, my wikipedia my, my f1 wikipedia isn't great
1: okay on to the midfield a little bit a few words uh the alpines had the pace fernando qualified p2 uh took the checkered flag in p6 ultimately dropped to p9 due to a uh five second penalty
0: he went to p7 to p9 Al- alcon took p6 I, I really, think, I really think they messed up the strategy for Alonso. Like he should have pitted during one of those virtual safety oh, cars. Okay, I, I don't know why they let him such pass a long... up on. Oh no, no, no! That was a bad. That they should not. Bottas was right there, but like, why? He was already what like maybe fifteen plus, maybe even twenty laps onto the mediums when the second virtual safety car came out. Like,
1: and the graining was pits. disgustingly bad.
0: I know he'd already messed them up trying to defend Carlos. Like. Just just pit man going to the hards like he he would have been great. But instead he came out behind his teammate who was on just as pressure tires because of the safety cars. And I don't know. It sucks to watch, you know, like because he killed it on Saturday.
1: And don't forget he had a PU issue, 20 laps yeah. into the race. So he had no straight line speed.
2: His energy recovery or something wasn't working, right?
1: I just know it was a PU issue. Yeah, I'm not I didn't go into the details about like MGUK, MGUH. Um, but he drove fantastically, like he himself was incredible, and he was trying to get the team to do everything in his favor. And and you know what I have to say is I think the team and Ocon are doing really, really well at not playing into the games of Fernando Alonso because for the longest time we've heard about these games that Fernando plays, about how he messes with his teammates' head, about how he gets the whole team to back him and forget about his teammate, right? And I think the team and Esteban are really playing it cool and are doing a fantastic job. And I also think that Alpine has good pace, so I think we will see him on the podium at some point. Um, after the Alpines, we have Alpha Romeos, Valtteri Botas, P7, Joe Guan Yu seeing the checkered flag. Guys, I am a huge Joe Guan Yu fan. I am I, I love this kid. I think he's such he's an great. excellent racer. He qualified. He he he, he out-qualified Valtteri a man who's taken many polls and have qualified Lewis Hamilton before he's known the heartbreak of the PU issues he saw the checker fly today finishing the points uh, uh, okay why don't we get straight into it midfielder of the day joe Yu for me
2: easily dude think about it it's also yeah. his, his first year in f1 i mean he this is new incredible. track
0: Neutral, he's outperforming so many rookies wow. that we've seen exactly in the last four exactly. years that we've been watching. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I can't name that many other rookies other than maybe like Charles who performed that well in their rookie mm-hmm. season. Actually, yeah, I mean, he performed pretty well
1: in the Sabre. He did beautifully, actually, yeah. to key Q3 many times. Um,
0: like, he's doing great, bright future. I hope he becomes a Ferrari driver.
1: <laughs> this is this is a once in a lifetime everyone in agreement unanimous midfield maestro yes yo guan Yu, yes oh I, I i hope long may continue yeah he was actually the guest on beyond the grid i haven't i'm only like three minutes into it but i'm very excited to hear his uh, his interview it. um I, I, go ahead
0: the only media that i've consumed of his is like his like f2 show where like he talks about like coming from china and i thought that was super cool
1: okay um a word for Lance Stroll, the hometown hero. No, no, come on. Don't shrug, Cheyenne. P17 to P10, one world championship point. N a a faster Austin Martin than what's been. They got, they got Seb, like, like Fernando, they got Seb's strategy wrong. They missed all the safety cars. Um, but let's give him his credit. Seven places, did all the racing correctly. Got the strategy, right? Good race for the whole time hero.
0: Definitely. And also oh. the Astons did well during like for most of the weekend. The they yeah. just did not Until calibrate quality. to the rain at all.
1: <laughs> so you think if it was a dry quality, they would have been in Q3? That's <laughs> relax
2: now. Okay. <laughs> Q2. Hey, <laughs> I'm sorry, I maybe put fp three was in the rain too, right?
0: Yeah. They do that well. I, I guess it. I don't know.
2: I think FP3, yeah, FP3. I think the Astons are doing pretty well on the full wets. And then on the intermediates, all of a sudden, what, I don't know what happened, but the Aston Martins just didn't have the pace. It's just yeah. a tough, this, the changing of the situations, drivers get used to the cars. Genuinely, I think Lance. Ever since they lost
0: well. Otmar, man. I don't <laughs>
2: know. He's, he was the X factor.
0: So, I think Otmar is
2: actually also a really good team principal. My Mike crack,
1: Mike crack is not doing as well is that his name what's his
2: name, name. do you say my crack
1: Mike crack wait
2: won't well, you gotta you gotta That's enunciate right. a little Mike before. crack oh okay 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 i heard three times in a row Mike crack is not yeah, doing mike crack. that is not <laughs> yeah. pertinent to the podcast man. come on leave that one out
1: m-i-k-e space K R A C. no no i get
2: it now i get it now i heard something
1: we heard, okay um, and on yeah, their right. team Ah, uh, we'll say that one for the post, yeah, for the late <laughs> night box, box, box. Um, all right, and so the field goes. The people who are out of the points, no one really cares about them. Um, gents, on onto my favorite segment. Not a hater, but I am a hater.
0: Ah, mm. this <sighs> right, so was a thinker. She's a little bit of a thinker. Not a hater, but what's going on with Alpha Tauri right now? Okay. Can you give me a specific? Like, uh, Yuki has Yuki was doing very well at the beginning of the season. That for was some not reason, right. Alpha
1: Tauri's fault. That was, that was so no, this <laughs> last one was definitely his was fault. But the last, he had mechanical
0: failure last game, uh, last race.
1: Look, I we're only talking about Montreal. And uh, my uh, not a I hater, but kind of hating was Yuki Tsunoda because i've been raving about we've been raving about him in the past few podcasts he's learned how to communicate he's learned how to drive uh but come on what was that out of the pits
0: overcook the tires
1: how do you overcook them tires out of the pits i know they're cold but (laughs) how about you grow up
2: (laughs) I don't know. I think this week's in a unanimous a low blow. One, honestly, I think it's unanimous. It is a yeah. low blow because he's That's, doing better, but like, he messed up, dude,
1: when you're yeah. doing better, you got to capitalize on that hot streak. Wasn't and he, he also was like score doing a
2: point or two? He was also kind of doing great this race. That's though. what I'm saying. He was, saying. was, he was score a point or two. He right? like, 20. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think That's we have a unanimous, weird. not a hater, but unless Karun or Turchi or someone else to say, but I, I do think it's Yuki this week. No, he's, yeah. I was pretty mad at Mickey. He was also my fantasy
0: team, and I was pretty mad.
1: Oh man, I haven't done that in like seven races. Oh, yeah, these are five. Um yeah, Kroon's probably already won it. Uh hey,
2: yeah. that's what they said about Lewis last year. That's what they said about Max this year. We don't really know. Yeah, Sean, you're definitely not. I consider it. I consider myself a Charles. Okay,
1: so you're not winning it. Uh,
2: whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. So see... Charles? Wait, hold on. I have a question now. Do you think Charles is out of contention for champions winning the championship? Okay. No. All right. Because she... Red Bull have had issues.
1: All I'm saying is, if Red Bull actually has reliability, then Max will win it. At, at this point, Ferrari a need the pace and the reliability to beat Max, and they're going to have to put their eggs in one basket because they they Surge, like they
0: have to. I, I also think we're going to go to some more tracks in the next few weeks that aren't going to favor Red Bull as
1: much. Uh, mm-hmm. Silverstone favors Red Bull.
2: Surge
0: high speed corners. Up. Yeah.
2: Okay, Surge had a, a, like a technical failure, right, on his car? He, he, yes. Yeah, okay.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, so another... He did crash in quality, though. He did, he did. Yeah, his car got stuck in gear. He couldn't <sighs> ship, All I'm easy.
1: saying is if Charles wants to win this, they A, need reliability, and B, the team need to establish him as that number one driver. Because of him have. and Carlos are the number one driver. They, they
2: have, dude. Come on.
1: Dude. It's look, we haven't seen really team orders come out per se from Ferrari because they haven't, they haven't have had the, have the, yeah, they have the, have the just reliability. Yeah,
0: because they haven't reliability the Carlos. Yeah,
2: yeah. I don't know. I, I think genuinely like Charles is already number one. No questions <laughs> asked. I think the, the contract extension for Carlos was to 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 salvage the racer that they have and hoping that they give him a little bit of a boost. But this weekend, not being able to put any kind of contention up against Max, I was like, all right.
1: Look, all I'm saying, again, is that Charles needs a pace and reliability because even if Ferrari are quicker and Max wins the race, or Charles wins the race, then Max is coming in P2, as long as they say reliable. So that's only a difference of uh, 25 Eight to 18, seven points. Mm-hmm. I don't know who will take fastest lap. So it, it, it's going to be an uphill battle. And I really hate that comment that Mattia Bonata came out with, saying, "I know we're challenging uh. for for the constructors or for drivers championship this year." It's like, what? what gives your team hope then? What kind no, of leader? he already
0: waved the white flag? He did that yeah, two weeks ago, yeah. multiple
2: times actually. Yeah, it yeah.
0: Just... Who says like
2: something like that as a leader? Right? You gotta kind of motivate. That's not gonna team, fire right? anyone
1: up. You're doing a pit stop. All it's like five seconds then.
2: I don't, I don't know if it's like, a yo, let's consider ourselves the underdog and then way outperform it. But like, I don't think as a That's team- That's not an underdog statement as the, yet, At all. Like, I, I just, <laughs> an I underdog statement's
0: like, we might be down right now, guys, but we're working on reliability. We were right there at the start of those races, That's That's right. right? We're, we're going to go. come back to our former glory, prancing horse, hooker. That's a leader
1: I, I would die for. <laughs> now, not easily. Bro, if Mattia Benato was my boss, like, that does not inspire- Excellent drive yeah I'm
2: off, <laughs> I'm off to india i just need the viewers to know we went to the defosi pizzeria this weekend it was fire it was great we had to support nice
1: okay my favorite track on the calendar mm-hmm. Silverstone is next gentlemen
2: is this is this lewis's main win
1: this season oh i mean hey
0: How was your prediction?
1: (laughs) (laughs) From like eight races ago. Um, Okay. First and foremost, let's say our pole position. Charles. Sergio. I'm actually going to go check as well. Wow. Yeah.
2: Okay.
1: Uh, So that covers Saturday. Uh, In terms of Sunday, let's talk about our first DNF.
0: Mick, I like that. make you sure like you like that as Mick? <laughs> no, no, just the concept. Of who's the first d n f okay I'm gonna go with uh Danny Rick.
1: i'm gonna okay. go with his former teammate Seb.
0: yeah,
2: that would hurt.
1: all aggressive I, know, I don't like saying <laughs> it. I don't like saying it.
2: But I think we I don't think any of us like saying our d n f contender,
1: yeah, I mean. <laughs> The obvious choice is Latifi, but yeah, he might be out of Formula One in like two races. Um, but the thing is, Danny Rick won't retire, bro. He'll just finish P14. Uh, (laughs) shout out, Gus! Shout out, Gus. Okay, we've talked about our fastest qualifier, we've talked about our first DNF, and now in the order, Sean, of three, two.
2: One, I want your finishers. You want mine first, right? Yeah, sure. All right, so P1 is okay. going to be Charles. Not Latifi? No, 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 no. P1's going to be, I, I have fingers crossed, George Russell. P1, I think he's going to have a great quality. I think he's going to perform outstandingly. It's their home track. The pieces are in play properly. P2, Max. P3... P3. Let's go with Lando.
1: Okay, I like that. I, I like that. Yeah, bit, that's, that was
0: my P3 too. I
1: shy not you you, sneaky little get. Allow, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> bro. Allow, bro. Allowed, allowed, allowed.
0: I was going to go Lando and P3. Checo P2. Max. Mm.
1: Now, nah, Korean, call me boring. That's arguably correct. <laughs> But I'm going Lando in P3. I'm going Checo Perez in P2. And say it with me, gents. I'm going Sir Lewis Hamilton to win the British Grand Prix. Oh, I wish I was going. I'm going to be back there. But tickets are too expensive. So, alas, I will not be there. (laughs) Um... It has been very, very exciting and I hope I hope to all sixteen listeners out there that 16. you enjoy this podcast. Uh, the boys of Box Box Box.
2: Hey, on boxing one, question. Out. one question, one question for the viewers before we go out. What should be the next race that we go to? Put it in the comments below.
1: <laughs> well, the answer to that is Interlagos 2022. Um, hopefully. And with that. We love that,
0: you, Lewis. We do. do. We, do. We, we love you, Lewis. 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 We do. We, do. we, we love you, Lewis.
1: Lewis.
0: We do. We do. Oh, Lewis, oh, Lewis, we love you. Love
1: you. That was so box, out of box, sync. Box. Out.